We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. Um, we're going to talk a little of everything. Wednesday has kind of become the new Friday as far as uh, you're in the middle of the week. You've hit all the storylines from the past weekend. You haven't quite gotten to uh, the, the the current setup for the uh, the next weekend yet. So it's just kind of whatever. We're going to look at a uh, 12-team playoff that Sports Illustrated has been doing every year using the rules that the current most likely scenario would play out, um, Ole Miss included this week, what that would mean for just college football in general. We'll hit some other news and notes. Ole Miss released all the uh, details around the uh, Eli Manning Day Saturday for uh, Ole Miss and LSU, as well as uh, anything else that is uh, just pops into our head, some baseball, Braves. Blew a game last night, just one Oof. game, but it felt much bigger than that. Uh, felt much, much bigger than that. I mean, I'm not even Dodger a Braves fan. Night. I'm not a Braves fan, and that one it, that it, that that got you. I yeah, felt yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That felt more than hey, oh yeah, you're up two ones. All all's well. No, I don't know. There's no. a, I mean, duh. I, I know. Look, I'm not a math major, but three to three zero and two one are a hell of a difference. Um, well, in the psychology of you had them down, and you were up last year on them two zero three one. Yeah. Been here before. You had them down. Yeah. So, yeah, Leif, look, I, I, yeah, I get it. It's just to us. I get it. Probably doesn't feel like Friday to you. But, you know, in, from a content standpoint, it feels a little uh, – Wednesday's the racket day of the week. Well, yeah, like Sunday for me is a full day. And Monday sucks. Monday's just a full day. Like if I And if I don't go, go, go on Monday, I pay later in the week. And then Tuesday's a full day, and then Wednesday I wake up and most of my writing is done. Yeah, and I think, oh, good, I'm I'm a cool. But nope, I've got, I've got an, a Zoom at eleven, a Zoom at one thirty. I do Pete tonight. Um, I need to start working on War Room stuff. Like there is no, I keep telling myself there's this break, and then there's no break, and then Thursday's just all day long, and then, yeah. Like people, like, when does your break come? I'm like the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not going to right now. So anyway, uh, all right, we'll head into uh, to this and more. Good morning to everybody in the stream. Pretty lively this morning. Everybody had some coffee. They're kind of kind of kind of perked up over there. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Go by, get your selfie. 
anything in the background you want as long as it has something to do with Oxford Exxon or Blue Sky here in uh, here in Oxford. Hashtag Blue Sky Rebels and mention the Oxford Exxon on Twitter. You get automatically entered into a chance to win an Ole Miss football helmet. They'll give one of those away this week. Also, you know to download the Speed Pass Plus app when you're coming into town because you can earn points and save money on your fuel or get a lunch special for five sixty nine two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. Again, we are coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Uh, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great burgers, po'boys, appetizers, uh, full bar, great beer selection, also Rafters New Albany as well. So I know we're going to talk football in a second. A little pet peeve here. Okay. I'm not a Braves fan, and so I, I don't keep up with the Braves all year. Like, okay. you know, intimately. I don't. Yeah, sure. Like when the Cubs are good, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging. I can, tell you about, I can tell you about pitching and all that stuff. The pitch that Jackson threw last night wasn't a bad pitch. In fact, he said after the game it was even better than what he was trying to do. He was trying to throw a ball, and here's the part that sports fans hate. But Cody Bellinger's awesome for a reason. And sometimes you just get beat. Sometimes you don't lose, you just get beat. And I think that's what happened. I don't think it was a terrible pitch. It wasn't like a hanging no, curve. No, 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 it wasn't no, no. a hanging curveball or something. Bellinger just got it. He's an elite hitter. If I told you to pick a winner, you picking the Dodgers in the series at this yeah. point after yeah. last night, yeah. even down one. The psychology of it all. Today's critical for Atlanta. You've got to. You have to win it. Can't go into Game Five. No, 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 no. You you have to win this game. If you win it, you, it you're okay because it goes away a little bit. You numb it. Yeah, no matter what, you're three one headed back. I mean, three two headed back to Atlanta. But when you get up three zero, a team goes, ah, probably not going to get this done. At two one, you're like, hey, we win today. The series is tied. It's like the first two days didn't happen. And then who do you like in a three game well, series? I mean, the Dodgers or the Braves? The Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Oh, let's see. Your mailbag is up at rebelgrove.com for anybody who is uh, interested in that. Don't look at it right now. Wait, but it's uh, it's there. Um, Zach's got a really good analytics piece from the Tennessee game that's up. Defense-based so. on that. Um, I've got a notebook from yesterday that's up. Pretty Actually, more of a detailed notebook than in past because we got we got three players that all have critical – yeah, and Sam Williams was great yesterday. We do these player interviews sometimes where it's like, oh, my God, someone shoot me, and the player's thinking someone shoot me. And Sam Williams was really, really good yesterday, talking about the impact that Randall Joyner's had on his yeah, career. Yeah, I, I saw the quote about Joyner. He, he was very detailed about how even Joyner teaches him to watch film and different things. You can read that again at, uh, at rebelgrove.com. So – I stumbled across this, and it came out two days ago. Dellinger's been doing these um, these brackets throughout the year using the most common method that they believe will eventually pass for a 12-team playoff. Um, 
We don't know when that will go into effect. It has been delayed to some degree by all the expansion and movement and, and, and changes in, in conference realignment. But they think eventually they will get to a 12-team playoff. So every week he does one just for uh, the sport of it. And the way this works is it's not necessarily the 12 best teams. And I think that's something that will take some getting used to when this does go into effect. Because, frankly, I do believe this is what will eventually happen. A very similar setup to what we are currently going over right now. Um, It's going to be a requirement that all six conference champions have to make the field. And they have to make the field kind of in in certain orders, too. Like from a seeding standpoint and different things. Um, Because what that does this week is we get into the bracket. That means San Diego State is in. That means Wake Forest is in. And obviously, that means like Ohio State's out right now. Notre Dame's out right now. Baylor's out right now. It, it is it is putting champions in and then just going kind of from there with the rest of everything else. So, the teams that have to get in um, into this thing are... Uh, trying to say how to do this best. So, from a seating standpoint, here's how they got seating. Top four are all champions that they would have up there. Georgia, number one. Oklahoma, number two. Cincinnati, three. Michigan, four. And as of today, sure. as of today, they have to figure out some way to do it. Yeah, we're not going to debate where teams should be ranked right now. So the good news with this thing, though, is that they they can move the conference champions wherever in the bracket they would like. They don't have to go, hey, the top six are the conference champions and then right. the at-larges are 7-12 to because that creates a – They just have to be in the bracket. They just have to be in the thing. Because my point being with that, like San Diego State gets a group of five bid because there is one of those. So they're the 12 seed as the Mountain West champion. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest is the ACC champion is the 11 seed. Okay. And then you fill it in from there with a bunch of at-large teams. So the way the bracket sets up, you have four teams getting buys through the first round. So some teams would only have to win would have to win one fewer game than than everybody else to win this thing. They would have to win three games. Everybody else would have to win four, is like it's the way I'm reading this bracket. Georgia the one, again, Oklahoma the two, Michigan the three, Cincinnati the four. So Georgia's pod to get through, they would play the winner of Oklahoma State and Penn State, two at large teams. Oklahoma State, Penn State would play. Winner would play Georgia. Okay. Alabama's the five seed. They would play San Diego State in the first round. Okay. So they're the best team outside the conference champions that have whatever. Alabama the five, San Diego State the 12. The winner would play Michigan. Okay. On the other side, Oklahoma would get the winner of Iowa and Ole Miss mm-hmm. in, in the second round. And Cincinnati would get the winner of Michigan State and Wake Forest. Okay. That is how the bracket sets up. If uh, Ole Miss's path would be Iowa, Oklahoma, and then either Cincinnati, Michigan State, or Wake Forest to get into the final. Okay. They'd have to win those three games. Okay. And the point you made, there's a couple of different points, is A, just from a team standpoint, you're not predicated by the one loss ending everything, where it's all over sure. as soon as you lose a game. Because like you said, Iowa has no chance at the national Well, look at Ole Miss's little group group of three right there, yeah. right? So Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's got a lot to play for right, right yeah, now. Sure. Iowa just lost to Purdue mm-hmm. in, in convincing fashion. And so let's just say for sheer kicks and giggles that Iowa wins out and wins the Big Ten title. Just for the sake of the hypothetical, it doesn't matter whether you think they will or won't. For the record, I don't. But regardless, that's not an automatic spot in the top four. Mm-mm. So let's play Ole Miss out. Ole Miss is 5-1 and one right now. Yep. They lost in convincing fashion at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Let's just say for kicks and giggles that Ole Miss wins out. 
Again, they do not control their own destiny. Again, it doesn't matter whether you think they will or, or won't. That's not yeah. the point right now. Let's for this exercise. Let's say that they, they finish do. eleven and one. They would have wins at Auburn and a win over Texas A and M, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Of all the wins they'd have, that's the only ones that you'd go, boy, those are really impressive. Yeah. They won at Auburn. That'd be their biggest thing on their yeah. superpower ring. Yeah, that's not probably not enough to get you in. Well, it's not if unless it would because t- yeah, Ole Miss's only path to getting in right now, barring just upsets all over the place and all kind of chaos, is Alabama losing again and then Ole Miss beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Right. That's the only real like. Oh, this is a very clear path. Alabama loses to Auburn. Sure. Ole Miss runs it, and then they find a way to beat Georgia. So, the point you were making, and that you and I were talking about before we started, is if you had this in place right now at Iowa this week, you'd be disappointed, but you wouldn't be devastated. You'd catch your breath and go, "Okay, okay, okay, we're all right." That's our mulligan. We got to win now. Ole Miss wouldn't be like, okay, we got to have all these things happen. No, you just got to win. You just, you just win, and if Alabama wins out and they go to the SEC championship game and you don't, it's okay. You're going to get a spot. You're going to have an opportunity. Yeah, you might got to play an extra game, but you're in. You're going to get an opportunity to to atone for what happened in Tuscaloosa. It's okay. Instead, this week it's, well, so if – if Alabama loses, but if Alabama – and then you say, what if Cincinnati – it's, it's so many ifs that it's it's very difficult to really have a conversation. Is, is Ole Miss still in the national title hunt? The answer is, well, I mean, kind of. They're over here waiting for a window to open. Yeah, They're but, just kind of hanging out in the front yard. But, like, not really. I mean, that's the true answer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, sort of. I mean, I, I guess. They haven't been eliminated is yeah, more of the – Yeah, they're, the, not, they're not out. Yeah. But are they in? No, they're not in. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and so what would be more fun? And quite frankly, it makes you – you would be watching San Diego State right now. From a college football fan standpoint, there are more games of interest. Because read me the four first-round games. If those are playoff games, am I watching them? Oklahoma-Penn State. So Oklahoma State-Penn State. Who's the higher seed? Oklahoma State is the higher seed. So Penn State would go to Stillwater. That is my understanding. In. Yeah, Sure. Of course. San Diego State and Tuscaloosa. I mean, I'm not watching it because I know what's coming. Yeah. But what an opportunity for San Diego State, right? To be able to, those kids would be able to say, hey, we played in the national playoffs. Yeah. I went to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And if you were to win the game somehow, some way, mm-hmm. it would go down in history as one of the greatest upsets in the history of sport. Yeah. In a playoff, which yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Iowa Ole Miss, obviously. They so would Ole, be in Iowa City. Ole Miss would go to Iowa City. It would be Big Ten SEC. Contrast of styles yeah. as imaginable as possible. Yeah, I mean, Iowa trying to kind of bog it down, and Ole Miss trying to go as fast as. Frankly, I think Ole Miss would light them up, but but yeah, would people watch it? Yeah, sure. Who wouldn't watch? I mean, a lot of people would watch that. That would get a great rating. It would. And then uh, at the moment, Michigan State, Wake Forest. With the would, understanding that would be in Winston Salem. That would no, no, actually, that would be in East Lansing. Yeah, I'd watch. Yeah, yeah. The, the conference champions are not guaranteed home games. It gives a team like Wake, who's never, ever, ever, and I don't, you know, I never use that word, never going to be a top four team. It gives a team like Wake an opportunity to play well, I mean, for a championship. Look, if you had this, what year was this? Think back with me. 07 or 08? 07, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it was 08. That, Wake is what brought this up. Kansas and Wake were both really, really good teams that year. 
They yeah. went to the Orange Bowl and played each other. Oh, I remember they that. would yeah. be in the playoff yeah. that year. It sure. Be, oh well, both y'all and sure the Jayhawks football college football playoff. That was Mangino before and, he and got so here's, run out. So here's my point. Let's 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 do Ole Miss and Iowa since it's obviously the majority of our audience is Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss and Iowa might meet in a bowl this year, and if they do, it'll be in Orlando or Tampa. Realistically, it's still an interesting game. And you watch, but but it doesn't have that. Doesn't really matter. And frankly, one of the stories would be: Hey, is Matt Corral going to opt out? Let's say Matt Corral's won the Heisman, and is, is, everybody's going. He's the top quarterback taken in the mm-hmm. draft. His representation would be saying: Why are you playing in a meaningless game? Yeah, what are you doing? What and are you why? doing? Yeah, and he might do it anyway. I don't want to get into that debate right now. We'll have time. But the point is, is all it would take is Matt Corral going, you know what, man, I, I love Ole Miss. I do. This has been the best thing. God, it's been awesome. But I've got like $38 million. Whereas playoff game he's in. Let's go. A playoff game he's absolutely in. Yeah, let's go play the game. Yeah, there's a couple of things here. I mean, it's making what we already know about college football, put it on steroids. We'll go into that in a second. First, let me tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We'll have the uh, MPW Digital pregame show brought to you probably sometime tomorrow is my guess. That's usually what we've been doing. I've had people complain about that. They they want me to put it in a live slot that would be more... Um, advantageous to the audience, but it's not live. It's I mean, it is live, but everything's recorded. Yeah, so there's still not the the interaction that goes yeah. in real time. And so I put it up in the afternoon so that you'll have it on Friday morning, as yeah. opposed to getting up Friday morning and loading it. It, <laughs> it, it it's why I mean not to get into go, go ahead then I'll okay yeah I'll, I'll. <laughs> anyway regardless of when it's published it's brought to you by Walk Ons Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana dig into their mouth watering Louisiana cuisine like po boys gumbo voodoo shrimp plus fan favorites like juicy burgers fresh salads quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave coming soon uh, next month Walk Ons Sports Bistro more than a restaurant seventeen thirty seven B University Avenue. In Oxford. Uh, it's also uh, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. If you're looking for a place to watch the games this weekend, if you're not heading up this way, highly recommend that. Great food, great environment, lots of TVs, lighting spectacular. You'll love it. Again, 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. We're also brought to you by Brothrow. It's a special social sports betting network, free to use. Uh, all you got to do is go to bet.brothrow.com backslash MPW to register. You'll get confirmed. You can uh, start your own group, make friends, invite your friends, create new bets, uh, join an existing bet, whatever the case may be. No third party, no juice. Payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. Uh, Go to muddywateroutdoors.com and get 35% off all of the Muddy Water Camo products. They're on the site. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Lots of new products on the site. Also, the new Muddy Water Lady Camo Apparel is there as well. And while you have um, the uh, Rebel Grove promo code in your cut and paste, go to deadsoxy.com and order you some of the best socks that you will ever put on your feet. The no-shows, the uh, regular socks, the uh, all sorts of colors. Uh, 
styles, the Mississippi theme socks. They're great. You'll love them. Deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off your order. Obviously, the Grove is going to be a uh, zoo on Saturday. If you want to make the zoo a little more user-friendly, get in touch with the people at 7 South Tailgating. It's probably not too late. They offer unloading assistance, food, beverage delivery on game day. They provide equipment, secure the spot, set everything up for you. And if, if it uh, if you decided, hey, I just can't get that done this weekend, but I want to do it in November, Ole Miss has three home games in November. So go ahead and get in touch with Kyle Thornton, 662-321-1682 or 7SouthTailgating.com. And then when you're in the Grove, you're going to want to make sure you are prepared Get Game Changer patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. It's uh, GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. Make sure to be around town this weekend. You've got a square jam on Friday night. Ole Miss men's and women's basketball teams. Kind of a kickoff to the basketball season a little bit. Also, tunes around town, 5 to 7 o'clock, three different locations to hear some local musical acts, get some dessert, get some takeout, and enjoy what should be a cool Friday night in Oxford. Also, double-decker bus tours, 3 and 4 o'clock. Remember, an adult ticket also gets you $100 off a pair of Blue Delta jeans and uh, and more. So, visit OxfordMS.com. Slash events. So, you know, we've t- we talked about a couple weeks ago that one of the main things that's key that saves college football is different expectations for different teams. That not everybody's trying to win this national championship. Not everybody's trying to get in the playoff. Sure. You know, South Carolina would be thrilled and have season ticket raises with a 6-6 six and six season. Sure. Ole Miss has been there before. 2012, 2000, whatever, where sure. it kicked off and it went, wow. Of course. Ole Miss oh. took 40,000 people to the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean – it is what it is. A few years later, had that happened, it had been mass chaos. Oh, if it so, happened this year, you wouldn't take 40,000 people. It would be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, the in-season expectations have changed so much that things have moved this year on how this thing finishes and of what course. you do in a bowl game. Of course. Where suddenly 9-3 and three is almost disappointment, which is blowing my mind a little bit. Um, but staying in the playoff race, making the playoff, it heightens all those things times a thousand because now even teams that miss the playoff – they get to spend November in kind of a pennant race, if you will. Those There's 20 teams in the country, maybe 25 teams in the country that go into November going, well, if we just do this and this team does this and this team does this, that's a whole different fandom level. That increases attendance. That increases interest. That increases TV numbers. Sure. I mean, I, the, I was not against the 12-team playoff. I like the eight better in a lot of ways from a straight competitive standpoint, mm-hmm. but – the more I think about it, just straight success for the sport, I, I do think 16 is too many. Sure. I think 12 is the right number to maximize all those ancillary secondary things while still solving the problem you're trying to solve in the, in the main context as well. 12 saves the regular season for those purists more than yeah. 16 does. Because 12 makes there an incentive to be one of the top four. 16 doesn't really it, it lowers that incentive. Like for example, let's just say Alabama and Georgia had both been or well, this time Alabama let's say Georgia's 12 and 0 and Alabama's 11 and 1 when they meet. In a 16 team playoff there's absolutely no incentive for Georgia. 
I mean. None. Zip. Yeah, yeah. In a 12, there might not be. But there's a chance that if they lost and got really popped, they could fall to five. But if you had a 16 team, they'd be like, hey, there is no reason to do anything here other than winning a conference championship, which they would probably try to do. But you, you get my point. I mean, you would have almost like in week 16 in the NFL, which which will now be week 17, your 17th game. Sure. There are NFL teams that are like, there's no reason for us to start the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've clinched it. There's nothing we can gain. Yeah, don't risk anything. Yeah, if you – if you're an important person on this team, you're not playing. You're calling up cats from the taxi squad or whatnot to play an NFL game. And I, I love it. Look, from a fan standpoint, again, what are you watching? Which which game would get better viewership? Ole Miss at Iowa in a playoff game with the winner getting to play Oklahoma or Ole Miss and Iowa in the Capital One Bowl at 11 a.m. on New Year's morning? I'm not minimizing it. The Capital One Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, whatever they call it, is cool. I've covered it. Because I guess you a would still use bowl games for your semis and your yeah. quarters. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not minimizing that, and like I would even be in favor of if you lost a first round game, like the Ole Miss Iowa loser could still go to a bowl game if you wanted. They wouldn't want to, but whatever. You can still have all the bowl games. But the bowl games are played in empty, kind of boring settings, frankly. They're made for TV events. Mm-hmm. ESPN wants something to put on the television the night of December the 28th, 29th. People are home that week. They want something on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's why those games are played. It's the only reason those games are played. The Camellia Bowl or whatever is played for TV. This doesn't matter. I'm admitting this off the top. Your only negative is, and maybe it's not much different compared to how bowls have struggled anyway, is you run the risk of something being lightly attended because fans are picking instead of going, hey, I can't do three freaking weeks Sure, they get on a run of, sure. I can't go to Iowa City, then go to East Lansing, and then go to well, Pasadena. In this case, it would be, and, yeah, in this case, it would be go to Iowa City, and if you won... Now you're playing Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your bowl. Yeah. Actually, they would probably set it up where those teams got some sort of a some sort of home some something. sort of a home field advantage for being so even like four. Fiesta or whatever. Just take so pick. Oklahoma would yeah. be either Dallas or yeah, sure. something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're in the Cotton Bowl, and then you head out and do this over here and whatever. But here's the other side of that. A lot of Ole Miss fans. I don't want anybody to get offended here would go, well, we're probably not going to make this every year. Let's do it. And then if you won, let's say you beat Iowa, and then let's say you upset Oklahoma. Well, people are figuring out a way to get to that next one. But from a TV standpoint, and that's where these decisions are made, let's say Ole Miss beats Iowa, upsets Oklahoma, Plays who? who I, I don't remember the rest of your bracket. I'm sorry. Uh, they play the bottom half. So it'd be Wake or Wake, Michigan State, Cincinnati. Let's get Michigan State. So now Ole Miss and Michigan State are playing in the. I mean, it could be the Sugar Rose Bowl, Bowl. Who knows, Rose whatever. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. 
What are the TV ratings on that puppy? People now now you're following a team, and you almost kind of have Cinderella going on now. Sure, we got maybe two Cinderellas. Sure, it's sure. Oh, well, you'll always have storylines. Part yeah. of the problem that that college football has right now is it's the same damn teams every year. It's, it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Yeah. So even though it's even a little artificial, you're getting different teams. Because you yeah. still can end up with Georgia and Alabama. Well, you'll always have different teams. You, you won't have the same 12 teams every year. Yeah, sure. Like San Diego State's not going to get back. And that'd be fun. Everybody loves playoffs. Look at the NFL playoffs. They get massive ratings. And at that point, fantasy football's over for the most part. People like playoffs. We love playoffs. We always have. I feel like Jim Moore there for a minute. He did. Um, to more playoffs? No, but uh, that people do. They love that. As opposed to the Capital One Bowl at 11 a.m. where the, our buddy in Santa Fe or wherever wakes up and he's like, <laughs> oh. That was a night. That was yeah. a night. What what time is it? It's 9 a.m. here? Uh, turn on the TV. I'm going to – Iowa and Ole Miss. Oh, why not? Yeah, and if the game's good, you. But if the game's kind of boring, you're like, okay, what's on the Outback Bowl? Yeah, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. but a playoff game, a playoff Saturday with four games like you just talked about. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Everybody's in. Yeah. And then the next week when you get the eight, now we're well, really not, now you, yeah now you because let's go over what those games would be real quick because to me this is where you get this is what's good Oklahoma against Iowa or Ole Miss. So let's say Oklahoma Ole Miss in. Everybody's in. Yeah. Cincinnati, Michigan State, or Wake. That's the weakest of the bunch. But you still watch. Yeah, you're good. Can Cinderella pe- people, get... Well, c- people are into the Cinderella thing with Cincinnati. It, yeah. It's a basketball tournament sort of thing. And if it happened to be Cincinnati-Wake, it's like a... Okay. Yeah. Now, by the end of the year, this is probably going to say Cincinnati or Ohio State right here. Sure. Or something like that. Whatever, sure. Uh, although, the ACC sucks. I mean, Wake's got a legitimate chance here. Yeah. Pitt, is Pitt still in it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, there's, I some, there's some dudes. They have that quarterback people like a lot. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, Michigan, Alabama. In. I mean, well, uh, I mean, locked in. Yeah. And Oklahoma State, Penn State, winner versus Georgia. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Penn State, Georgia, sure. Mm-hmm. Or you got Mike Gundy. In a, yeah, in a, absolutely. Yeah. And then if everything's scratched, o- uh, scratch Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Of course. To go to the finals. Everybody, everybody's in on that. Once you get to the four, everyone's in. But now you're adding storylines. You're adding teams that are relevant. Like you said, you make the second half of the season far more interesting. Like, let's say Ole Miss beats LSU Saturday. I mean, Auburn's got what, one loss right now? Two losses, one loss? Who's that? Auburn. Uh, they lost to Penn State. Have they lost since? Oh, well, they had two. But maybe I'm wrong. Grind, I mean, what is Auburn? Yeah, I got SEC standings right here. I could answer this myself. Georgia, so yeah, two. Okay, but I mean, so so they're like five and two, four and two, something like that. So Auburn, Ole Miss next week. If Ole Miss is six and one, and Auburn is five and two, yeah, Auburn's five and two overall, two and one in the league. That would have a ton of meaning to it. I mean, Auburn would be like, okay, well, if we win this one, we still get Alabama at the end. Maybe we could sneak in number eleven or yeah. number twelve. Yeah, two losses. They were, okay, ten and two. Our two losses would be Georgia and Penn State. They're also in the tournament. We beat Alabama. Well, yeah, we beat Alabama. We beat Ole Miss. We beat. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to what it is now. Which well, at is, that point, they'd actually be they won the West. They would win the West. 
But you understand my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, there'd be a lot to playoff-wise, a lot mm-hmm. to play for. And as it is, I mean, they, they're, they're kind of in that deal. Of, are you in the title picture? Well, kind of. Got to beat Alabama. Can't lose again. You're reaching. Got to go to the SEC championship game. Got to beat Georgia. It's a task. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the mountain's pretty tall here. Can't stumble at all. As as opposed to what it is now, which is, well, you know, now you're kind of playing to get to one of the Florida Bowls on New Year's Day. Yeah. Okay. okay. Been there, done that. It would definitely add meaning to the seasons for a lot of people. Kentucky right now is a great example, right? Because they could run it and be in. I mean, Kentucky at 11-1, they'd get in. As opposed to now, it's like, well, we're done. Georgia's not losing twice. <laughs> so we're trying to get to an access bowl. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah, they're trying to get to Atlanta or whatever that is. But what's cooler, if you ask Kentucky fans, do you want to go to an access bowl or do you want to make the playoff? We like to be in the playoff. Of course. Yeah. We mentioned the NL game, by the way. The Astros won 9-2 to last night, so 2-2 in the uh, ALCS. So Carson and I stayed up and watched that game. And if I'm the home plate umpire from that game, I am scared in Boston right now. Like I'm, I'm nervous every time I hear a noise outside of my room. There was two, two on, a one on two outs in the top of the ninth, on a two two count, and he threw a really borderline pitch, and I thought it was a strike. Didn't get the call. Then he gives up the go ahead hit. Uh, Cora comes out, makes a change, and then the floodgates opened up. Felt, felt big. What did K Zone say? It was it was a strike. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was on the fringe, but it was a strike. It hit the zone. Yeah, a robot would have called it a strike. I have no problems with a robot. I don't either. Everything fine. Not, get it right. Let's move on. Yeah. I mean, I, I I feel like we're past the point of going. Well, the human element is so romantic. No, it's not. No, They're just losing. Well, like I, I I'm I'm for a robot spotting the football, like some sort of GPS laser or something yes. or other. <laughs> Yeah, spot the football and tell the referee exactly where it is. And let him spot it. Is that doable? We'll put men on the moon. Dude, we can... we've put stuff on Mars. We can, figure out. we can figure out where to spot the football on a 100-yard field. Yeah. We've, we've, we've had decades, or not decades, but at least more than a decade or two of tennis getting the exact spot the ball hits the line. Yes, when we, it's, it's, it can absolutely be done. <laughs> and you just communicate it to the – Umpire or the referee, whoever spots the ball. 38 and one quarter yard line. Yeah, and as he's putting it down, someone can go one more inch. Well, that seems a little time prohibitive, but get it close. You can get it quick. 38 and one quarter yard line. Yeah. Wouldn't have to ever measure with the chains again. You'd know. Still a human element, though, when somebody actually goes out of bounds, right? Yeah, but you could still you could still triangulate that quickly with and okay. spot it. All right. You would know where the ball went out of bounds. Okay. Because all you're having to watch is the ball. Is this a thing in 20 years? Yes. You think so? Probably not in the SEC, but everywhere else. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> the Mac. Yeah, yeah. sure. They'll, they'll get it right. <laughs> yeah, uh, reading from ESPN, just for people that have not seen or whatever this, says uh, – Red Sox pitcher Nathan Eovaldi took two steps toward the dugout when his 1-2 curveball against Astros catcher Jason Castro landed in the glove. 
of catcher Christian Vasquez close to the top right corner of the strike zone with two outs already in the ninth inning. Valdo momentarily believed he had stranded Carrera at second base and yeah. Grail at first, but played umpire Laz Diaz never signaled the punch out that have left the score at 2-2 heading to the home half of the inning. Instead, the at-bat continued. Castro singled to center, scoring Correa to give Houston a 3-2 lead. Soon the wheels fell off for Boston, which gave up seven runs in Tuesday's final frame as the Astros won 9-2 tie the series at two wins apiece and push it to at least game six, which is back in Houston. I thought it was a strike, but again, I'm in the moment. I'm trying to make my pitches. Evaldo said after the game, I'm attacking the zone. I thought it was a strike. Kyle Wilson, thanks for the super chat. He says, SEC officiating, do they pick so many people out of a group for a game or do they pick a crew that sticks together for the entire season? For the most part, it's a crew, right? That's correct, yes. This is interesting. I'm sorry, we're going to bounce all over the place. While Boston took issue with the call, the chance of Evaldo's curveball being called a strike was 23%, according to ESPN Stats and Info. Oh. Yeah, it was right on so the – So fringy. Plus, curveballs don't get called as often as a basketball would. It was on the frame, would. yeah. It was a really good pitch. It was a strike. It, sh- in, 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 it should be a strike. I don't feel like it's malpractice level, though. No, 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 it's no, a, no. It's a 50-50 no. call. But it shows that... you how thin the margin for error oh. can be. Because if it is called a strike, it's 2-2 two to two going to the bottom of the ninth. The, the Astros line, don't well, score seven runs. And here's the, here's the bigger point. The borderline call characterized an evening marked by complaints about the strike zone. Diaz ended the evening with 23 missed ball strike calls, according to ESPN Stats and Info with 12 coming on balls thrown by the Red Sox, pitchers, and 11 from Houston. So he was at least bad both ways. Sure. Diaz's night behind the plate marked the most missed ball strike calls of any umpire this postseason. So so yeah. 23 out of 275-ish, something like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's fairly that's often because you got a lot of balls in play, too, I mean, that you can't miss. Well, and again, the, the, the people, for the most part, I mean, there's an exception here and there. Martin Maldonado comes to mind. But for the most part, the people that are walking up to the plate in a major league stadium carrying a, a piece of lumber are really good with that <coughs> lumber. Sure. Like, you you have to be on the edges. You can't say, oh, here it comes, fastball down the middle. Let's see what happens with Cody Bellinger, Kyle Schwarber, yeah. Carlos Correa. Like um, Jose Altuve hit a ball yesterday that got out of Fenway in about .6 seconds. You're pitching to people like that. You have to be so perfect. And when you're on the edges and you're not getting those calls, it has to be madly frustrating. Uh, Cora says, uh, I'm not going to get thrown out of the game, but we thought the pitch was a strike. He disagreed with us, but it's a tough job. I don't think, yeah, it changes if it's a strike. Changes the whole thing, right? I don't think we had, I think, but I think we had chances early on. I've known last since our days in Miami, you know. Used to cover our games when I played at the University of Miami every Friday. He was the man in those games, so it's a hard job. I understand that. Hard job. Boston 0 and 9 with urgent scoring position, leaving 11 men on base. Yeah. So. Had opportunities. It was a hell of an atmosphere. In LA is never going to be a hell of an atmosphere, but it, it filled in and was loud there late. Yeah. They. It's not even necessarily bad fans or any of that stuff. It's that the game was in the middle of the freaking afternoon and traffic is so bad around Chavez Ravine that it took so long just to get people parked and infrastructurally into the stadium at that point. The logistics are terrible around there where they were still streaming in and probably the top of the third, bottom of the third inning, something like that. took a little while to kind of get in place. But nonetheless, that's your baseball update for the the day. I will say this. The Red Sox-Astros game was so good, so dramatic, 
that even Carson, who's kind of an NBA junkie, he had watched the Bucks, And I know he wanted to watch Lakers, but he caught himself sticking with Red Sox. Astros. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of funny. By the way, the Lakers have all these big names. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, all these guys. Anthony Davis. Yeah. But they're a little old. And it's, I mean, obviously game one of 82, so we'll give them a minute. But chemistry is going to be an issue for a little while. Like against the Warriors, the Warriors clearly had a lot more chemistry than the Lakers did. So what's your finals pick right now? I had Bucks Nuggets, and after watching the Bucks yesterday, I feel damn good about that part of it. You think they can get back? Giannis Antetokounmpo is better this year. He's more comfortable at the free throw line. He's more comfortable shooting the basketball. He very clearly has worked on his game. I know that shocking. He's still young. Yeah. Still, he's getting better. He was really. He looked. He looked like an uber elite superstar last night against really? the Nets. Yep. Okay. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com. You know you can uh, get your tailgate, get that catered this weekend for Ole Miss and LSU. You just need 24 hours notice, and you can give them a call at 662-419-9201 or email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. That will deliver right there to your spot in the Grove, whether it be artisanal cheese trays, desserts, salads, sandwiches, charcuterie boards, and more. Plenty of things there for your tailgate this weekend. Eli Manning Day, LSU in town for that. And then also Thursday, October 28th from 6 to 7.30 at their shop at White Oak Lane just off Molly Bar here in Oxford. They are doing a uh, Halloween-themed cheese class. You can basically create your own uh, charcuterie board. You get to take that home, and you also get the uh, the slate cheese board that comes with it as well. So uh, decorate it, have some fun, make it a make it a night. 662-419-9201 to register. We're also brought to you by ACS. They're owned and operated by Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi, established in 2013. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. Services the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, or Ole Miss grads, they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's property spotlights the Village of Madison, which will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, medical, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. If you'd like to learn more, give uh, B.B. and Sam a call at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans is happy to announce the inaugural Coastal Cup Waterfowl Tournament hosted January 19th through the 21st at the uh, Bay Flats Lodge on the San Antonio Bay of Texas. This competitive team duck hunting event will include two days of Texas coastal waterfowl hunting, meals, drinks, and lodging, and two pairs of custom jeans for every participant. A special guest of the event will include Josh Raggio of Raggio Custom Calls and Barton Ramsey of Southern Oak Kennels. You've heard us talk for years about Blue Delta's annual golf tournament, but now it's time for the duck hunters to show their skills. For information on the event or to register your team, contact Blake Kokenauer at Blake, 
B-L-A-K-E, at BlueDeltaJeans.com or visit Blue Delta's website at BlueDeltaJeans.com backslash Coastal Cup. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, everything. They've got it at Lamons. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're in that weird time of the year where it gets pretty warm during the day, but at night it gets a little cooler. You go outside, the skies are super clear. Um, you can see the planets. It's colder earlier. You want to make sure that heating condition is working. Heating, heating system is working. Get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products, same people, same services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, South Haven, Olive Branch, that area, 662-429-4429 for the people at Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-S-N-E-S-P-A-R-C dot com. 100 megabytes are, um, let's see, fifty four ninety five. They have Blaze, the one gig, though. That's the one you want. It powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. Again, N-E-S-P-A-R-C dot com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best under and around. Again, 662-238-3159. Uh, it's on the message board that FanDuel has locked the old Miss line. However, nobody in Vegas has done anything. It keeps dropping a little bit, but that's it. It is down to minus nine um, or nine and a half all the way across, and frankly, mostly minus nine. I'm only even seeing one nine and a half. So Vegas has Ole Miss now a nine-point favorite against LSU. There's been some kind of inter- some some offshore some some online weirdness, but nothing nothing from uh, Caesars or the Mirage or anything. How did LSU come out of that Florida game injury wise? Were they okay? Yeah, I haven't heard of anything extra. I mean, they're they're banged up like crazy just overall, but I haven't yeah. noticed anything uh, new since uh, since that point. So just a little bit there. Also, there was confusion on the message board. Um, I asked Ole Miss this morning. Mark Robinson is in his final season um, with with the Rebels. He played at Presbyterian in 2017, and then he played for Southeast Missouri State in 2018 and 2019. So, hence, this year in 2021 will be his fourth year of uh, participation, which makes you ineligible moving forward. So, Mark Robinson in his final year for uh, for Ole Miss. Why do you always have to bring so much bad news to the show? Why can't I, you be? I, no, I was. A why ve- can't you be more favorable? I was very nice yesterday. Neil can 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 vouch for this. I we were checking on some injury stuff yesterday when you Austin Keys had had surgery um yesterday and during conversations um I was told that that a certain quarterback was um walking normally um but was at a certain location yesterday mm-hmm. and dug into it appeared to get nothing he he seems fine everything's cool mm-hmm. I was everybody was so high strong and after what Kiffin did I didn't do it but I so badly wanted to do breaking Matt Corral was at the hospital yesterday yep and i didn't i i said you know what i'm gonna give the fans a break today i'm gonna lay off i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nice i'm gonna be charitable we're gonna let it go but i, I was I was this close from creating just a bit of a chaos for a minute but it is partly because i can't guarantee that he's not 
at least banged up a little bit to it affects performance on Saturday. It's kind of why I don't do it. Well, sure. look, we have no signs or no sourcing or anything that he's missing a football game. Just This has been the most fun week with that but, stuff is people will DM me or Instagram message me or something and say, I just saw Matt Corral. He was walking fine. And I, I mean, and I'm like, thank you. He appeared to practice the last two days without problems. Per people that would say, had seen, but him. you could have done breaking Matt Corral at hospital. It was true, and, and you, it would have been accurate. Yeah, he, he was, was at the at hospital. The hospital. He did not appear to be a patient, but he was at the hospital yesterday. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's an <laughs> unnecessary detail. Breaking Matt Corral is at hospital. <laughs> yes. Corral spotted in surgery wing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Corral enters hospital, still has not exited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, Ginger, that's just rude, because I don't know if anything hurts more than stepping on a Lego. It hurts. The middle-of-the-night Lego might be the worst thing you could potentially step on that's out there. That's that's bad. Yeah, he had at least one teammate having surgery yesterday. I, my guess is it had something to do with that, but I have no, I have no clue. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it was kind of the same thing as Neil Smith goes, well, I mean, I saw him walking, he was fine. It's like, okay, great. I don't want to tell you. So. Oh, yeah, Pruitt's trying to sue, isn't he? Yeah. And you wonder why LSU's paying Ed his money, going, hey, you know what? Let's let's make this simple right here. Well, I talked no to hard some, feelings. I talked to someone at LSU yesterday, and apparently last week in Baton Rouge was wild. Apparently, Ed was Ole Miss Ed. In uh, Lexington, when they were there. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because he threw a chair that night. Threw a chair. Threw a chair the night before the game. Was pretty loud in the locker room afterwards, basically sort of challenging people. And then the president there, Tate, I think is his last name. William Tate the fourth, I think, is his name. The new president. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He come from South Carolina? Is that right? I'm not sure. Okay. For some reason, I thought that was right. Uh, he wanted to fire Orgeron with cause. And um, yes, William Tate the fourth. William Tate the fourth, and some other people at LSU were like, "Listen, you're new here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's not do that." While we respect your your position and the hierarchy, can we just hand raise guy at LSU raised his hand in the meeting and said, "Hey, uh." Permission to speak freely, yeah, President Tate. Um, and 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 then he said, um, "Mr. President, with all due respect, this dude is going to scorch the earth." <laughs> I mean, he 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 told us he would, and, and we believe would. him. And at the risk of upsetting you here, there are things that he could say and do that would light things on fire. Would not be ideal for our. And while I realize $17 million is a lot of money and in, in the current economy, and it, it, and I, I, it I, sucks, I get it. Granted, it's a bad look, but, sir, I think it's a better look than the look we would have. And to Tate's credit, he listened. And so they gave Ed his money to be a good soldier for the next six weeks. And so Ed sat down next to a man that he wanted to kill on a Sunday and did a press conference and said nice things. Everybody said nice things. They had a handshake. It looked like it was a little harder than maybe you thought it might have been. Yeah. 
it looked like there was some yeah. tension in the grip. Dawson Knox isn't the only person with a broken hand yeah, this week. Was, it was, yeah. Scott Woodward, that, that hand hurts. Yeah. Dawson Knox threw a two-point conversion that was complete with a broken hand. Yeah. It's the NFL. And suddenly he's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tate was, before this, was a, uh, well, I mean, it's a ridiculous academic title, but he was a professor, provost, and executive vice president for academic affairs at South Carolina. Now the chancellor or president or whatever they call the person in Baton Rouge. Is it a president over there? Yeah, I think it's president. Is it? Grand Poobah, whatever. Yeah, the dude, I don't know. The head honcho. Except not. <laughs> we respect you. Smart people. But- some smart people came to the rescue there. This this would not go well. If you haven't noticed, we've got a lot going on. Yeah. We need that to. Someone said, don't. BB already went to the cleaners on the divorce. You probably don't want to do this. Because he's like, so you're going to make me the fall guy for Title Nine? No. And take my money? No, no. He would have still scorched earth at five, six million of a buyout. Like he the, wanted the, it all. The middle, the middle offer would have would have been untenable for, yeah. for Ed. No, they we'd, we'd they, it would still be going on the negotiations because once once they reached the agreement, they said, "Well, we'll wait till after the game to announce it." And when they won, I think there were some people that were like, "Well, we can't do it now," and they were like, "Oh no, 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 we are doing it." We are yeah, doing yeah. it Sunday as planned. I don't care what happened on a football Well, because after they win, you go, oh, crap. What if he keeps winning? Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. We're moving on. Yeah. Ending this. Because they kind of would have liked to have lost on on Saturday. But it's okay. Because yeah. you had done. And now they don't care. Like, no, if you I mean, win, fine. If you lose, fine. It's over. Yeah, you can move on. They played for the Gipper. Okay, great. Yeah. But still. Yeah, Scott Woodward's probably watching Michigan State more than he's watching Louisiana State on Saturday. Oh, and we uh, we misspoke yesterday. Uh, Will Rogers has an AC joint sprain. Jack Abraham is still with, still a member of the program, but not currently with the team. Okay, I don't know. They made that clarification through the Daily Journal yesterday, so I don't I don't know. Um, to have Mike Leach, and for that to have been like this media darling for years, and everybody finding him funny. I don't know if this is a state take. I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's having Kiffin in your same state. I don't know what the reasoning of. You don't really hear anything he says anymore. He's there's really no. It's just it's become almost a nondescript program to a more of a level than I even expected. Kind of with Mike Leach as the head coach. So my theory on this is when he was at Washington State, it's a little wackier. It's a little more out there, and he would do that, and the media would sort of play along. I don't know that there's any media at in Starkville that kind of plays along with that. They're pretty hardcore, you know, like. What's going on with the backup linebacker situation? And I don't know that Leeds gets the opportunities as much to go off on his tangents, and they don't go over. Nobody's as well. asking him about movie reviews or anything. Well, they don't go over as well here. I don't know whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing or just a thing. But, yeah, he – It's football. What? Well, in a league that is as competitive as this one is and in a state where Kiffin dominates the, the headlines in the way that he does and Matt Corral helps in that – also, they just kind of get drowned. Yeah. Being the Klaus clown is not taking over the league. I had a mailbag question. 
if some if the football gods came down and told you that one of these two men is an SEC head coach in three years, who would it be? Mike Leach or Jeff Lebby? What would your answer be? I answered immediately. An SEC head coach. An SEC head coach in three years. Um, I would say Lebby. Yeah. I mean, if it was five, I'd bet my mortgage on it. Yeah. But even three, yeah. I. It feels like Leach has one or two years left. What happened with Leach and the Clarion Ledger? I did not click the video. Apparently, he got annoyed at some writer yesterday, but I don't know what okay. was said or not said. Um, can people fill us in? Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't feel the need to uh, click, and that's kind of my point. Like I just was like, yeah. I mean, in a league where there's no shortage of storylines, that's just not a compelling one. He's not compelling at all. No, I mean, there's just nothing that Tennessee and Pruitt going to the mat and I don't I haven't read all about it feels like a real risky deal on Tennessee's part doesn't it yeah it's always risky for the school because because if there's no win the win is status quo anything that happens differently is a loss where's Pruitt now I know it's a running joke he's not is he back like an analyst at Bama or something I don't think he got I, I don't a, know I didn't think he got a job job did he I have no idea all this runs together so much that I have no clue. Oh no, he's with the Giants. Sorry, I knew that. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, he's an assi- he's a senior defensive assistant for the New York Giants. I didn't know that. So he's with the NFL. Yeah. Probably not coming back to the college game, and you're going to screw with him. Henry's <laughs> guy. Pay him and shut hey, up. We ought to settle. Yeah, just make that go yeah, away. Yeah. I mean, y'all I, do know we did stuff during that time, right? I mean, stuff happened. Do we really want someone who probably has evidence? I know the lawyer is grandstanding, but when we just need to pay the dude anyway, and the lawyer says the quote, "It will cripple UT's athletic program for years," <laughs> let's go ahead and pay. Yeah, like, I, probably not, but why chance it? Yeah, just, just go ahead. Do we really want to call that bluff? I mean. Because Tennessee comes back and says they intend to stand their ground with no plans to settle, promising a, quote, vigorous defense. What's the commercial? that It's the thing about you, uh, you want it to be 100% accurate, you know, like, like and then the thing is, like, did you get all the snakes? Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> you want probably or certainly? <laughs> is he bluffing? Probably. But. Hey, Henry, what if, just, just. What if he's not? He knows where all the skeletons are. So yeah. what, what, if, what if he's not? Yeah. On behalf of my client, I can tell you he's not happy that this is the only choice they've left him with, but he's not <laughs> going to walk away without getting his day in court. Mark says, and he'll see what I deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, you just don't play that game, right? You don't know whether this guy, like, what's what, what's his motivation? Is he, where is he in his life? I mean, you don't know, like, if he's, if someone in his life has said, you know what? You got wronged, let him have it. Because he takes the stand, and I know everybody goes, well, he won't. Well, there's always a first. He takes the stand and puts his hand up, and I swear to tell the whole truth, and starts telling the truth. Once you've started, I mean, the people at Tennessee, the the judge is not going to go, no, we're stopping this. I mean, here we go. University General Counsel Ryan Stennett wrote Monday in response, he has no intention of settling and is prepared to defend his actions. Your letter contains no denials of your client's actions. Instead, you raise vague and unsupported allegations of other violations by the university and threaten to embarrass the university publicly by revealing these violations. 
The university emphatically denies these allegations and will not be intimidated <laughs> into settling with your client based on unsupported assertions. Mm. Hey, Ryan, your head football coach does no things. Yeah. You might want to stop. That's all I'm saying. He coached in the SEC. Yeah. For how many years? Enough. Three, four, I don't know. So he had enough recruiting cycles to know how it works. Mm-mm. Here's your money, sir. Yeah, I mean, what? I... Avery says he's going after basketball, too. I mean, this makes no sense. I mean. The university going, hey, you didn't prove anything in your letter. Well, okay. Because the collection of five stars rolling into Knoxville to play college basketball is I mean, listen, you know where I stand on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either cheating or you don't have the money to cheat in college basketball. You should be cheating. You should be buying five-star players. Sure. But yeah, but you, you probably want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Crazy. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G&M there on South Lamar and Oxford, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they take care of you with MedSync. To fill your prescriptions the same day each month, make sure whether it's one delivery or one carryout from the pharmacy, you have what you need when you need it. And also with RightWay Meds, they individually package your medication to potentially save a life for those who need by the minute uh, prescription instructions and how much to take. So 662-236-2222. That's on South Lamar and Oxford on the square in Holly Springs. Yeah, he says, I know what this booster did. I know what that booster did. And I know how Rick Barnes operates. And I know how Vitello signed back-to-back top 10 glasses with the worst facilities in the league. <laughs> Done. Oof. Uh, the College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. See, I got it right today. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them. On Facebook and Instagram. This is Carson. Let me make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'll get you there. Bye. When your kid calls from school, you just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. never know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got you covered for game day. Largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They've got uh, uh, clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling this holiday season, maybe you're already thinking about next summer, some deals to be had, according to John. You can find out more by getting in touch with him. Just give him some parameters, a budget. And he'll give you a ton of options that you're probably just not going to find on your own. Uh, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I've got a mailbag up at rebelgrove.com. It's Brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We'll have picks up tomorrow. They're brought to you by Service Specialist with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Jackson, and Oxford. Service Specialist has been connecting candidates and employers since 1967 as the oldest staffing company in Mississippi. 
Whether you're a new college grad or a seasoned professional, whether you're in engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or more, you should contact Service Specialist. If you're a recent grad without much experience, reach out to Service Specialist. They're always looking for candidates that have potential and want to learn and get their foot in the door with growth opportunities. Mississippi's a small state. Service Specialist always knows about jobs that never get advertised. Prospective employers should also uh, get in touch with Service Specialist because they always have names and resumes ready for your perusal of people who maybe don't want to make their job search all that public. 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com for all your real estate needs here locally in Oxford and Lafayette County. I've used them multiple times, and you should give them a shot as well on the buy side or the sell side of any real estate purchase. You can go to their website at nickstanoxford.com, see all the different options here in the area, speak with an agent, and much more. So you uh, click the link in my signature, click the link in the 321 football content item as well. Well, and tell them Rubble Grove sent you. Again, that's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. Eli Manning Day on Saturday, Ole Miss putting Manning in the end zones. Um, Yeah, let me say, I think that's brilliant. Oh, it's a great move. I mean, I know we we criticize sometimes. Sometimes they deserve criticism. That's genius. Oh, but I mean. The red carpet thing and painting it red. and That was was genius. Yeah. Because you, listen. You're celebrating Eli. You're celebrating Eli. 100%. But. There, it, there's, you have an opportunity here. It is an opportunity to visually remind him of something that, yeah, he knows already. But a significance that nobody else can match. Yeah. They didn't do this at Georgia. They didn't do it at Alabama. They didn't do it at Texas. They're not going to do it at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Well, they might now at this point. They're yeah. desperate. But they did it here. And so in the part of the decision, when you get down to it, where you're talking about NIL and all that, and NIL is huge in Arch Manning's recruiting. It's just huge. But heartstrings matter sometimes. And sometimes they don't. But this was an opportunity to tug hard on a heartstring. And you should absolutely take it. And it was genius. That was really, yeah. really, Something really Something that never smart. crossed my mind, and I went, wow. Yeah, no, that. I would have never thought of that. Now, I wasn't sitting down trying to yeah, think of it. We weren't brainstorming it. But. but that being said, that never crossed my mind, and I thought it was absolutely genius. And, you know, he'll notice. Oh, sure. Yeah, he'll notice. Kind of cool. That could backfire. He could go, you know what, I don't want that pressure. I, I don't know. But if you're Ole Miss, you are having to overcome some things that are just hard to overcome. And so you've you've got to put some stuff together. But the people out there doing the whole NIL won't matter, yeah, it does. It it, it really matters. No, it's obviously easier to set up NIL deals for Arch Manning than most anybody else in history. I mean, he's going to get a certain level of national just sure. because of who he is. And it might be all okay no matter what. Yeah. Right. Um, but you, you know. have to have the plan. Yeah. The plan matters. It's where I think Matt- – It's almost kind of like signing somebody as an agent a little bit right now. I mean, it's, it's it's hey, well, what what does this look like? What's the move? Sure. Um, 
the ceremony, by the way, will be at halftime, not pregame. Um, I read that in the press release yesterday. That's smart. The Eli thing's at halftime, so just heads up there for anybody curious about that. Um, I don't recall what else was was involved. Have you heard yet who's going to be there? Is Peyton coming? I don't know. Because Peyton is having his name in the Broncos Ring of Honor next weekend, I think. It's like Jersey. Maybe the whole family. It's like that. Jersey retirement month for the Mannings. Talk about Ole Miss. I mean, look. Keeping context, the benefit of doing it this year versus last year when it was originally scheduled. Because it was originally scheduled for 2020. Yes. Against maybe LSU or Auburn. Well, it was Auburn, I think. Am I right? Was it LSU or was it Auburn? It was going to be Auburn. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, just uh, just that. The only thing I found a little strange, and I mean, this is not even a criticism. It was just something I found odd as I was reading through the press release because it did outline the weekend well. It did all Eli's stuff. And I could have missed it, but I don't think I did. There was no mention of Eli's Super Bowls or NFL career in the press release. Really? Which I found just kind of odd. And again, I could have overlooked it, but I looked a couple times and kind of even scanned back up and thought that was a little a little strange. It mentioned being drafted and different things, but I did not notice any Giants accolades in, in the huh. in the release. So anyway. Someone's asking about tickets. I have no idea. Um, I ask I know they sold a lot yesterday. Look, I expect them all to be sold out by Saturday. It's yeah. only Wednesday still. There's time. Um, I've inquired a little bit. I'll I'll stay on that right after we get done here. So yeah, I think it it will it will be sold out. I think they had a really good ticket day yesterday, best I can tell. So um, yeah, they sold a lot yesterday as well. I'm told. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, the the, the concern was that after beating Tennessee, there wasn't a rush on tickets. Until Lane talked. And it all kind of. Yeah. It worked itself out by the end of the week. You don't have to sell them all by Wednesday. Saturday works. So, anyway. Uh, a couple podcasts for you tomorrow. We'll obviously be with you tomorrow morning. Hand raise guys tomorrow night. And then we will uh, we'll do, head into do uh, tell Saturday. You, yeah. yeah, I do want to tell you. We've also been brought to you by Alpha Specialties. 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. Load trail. Hallmark Cargo Trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at $100. A full selection of trailer parts and accessories. Hitches, winches, straps, and more. It's 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's a perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And uh, we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Autoplex. Choose from a full selection of new Chevrolet, BMW, Lexus, and Infinity. Or get a great deal on numerous brands for reliable pre-owned vehicles. 662-571-2367-1685 High Street. In Jackson, if you want to go see him in person. Um, yeah, we'll have a lot of content coming your way. Obviously, uh, all of us are working on some recruiting stuff. Zach's got a pretty big recruiting content item in admin that's still being worked on. Uh, we'll have um, picks up tomorrow morning. The Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. We'll be taping that today. That'll be up tomorrow morning as well. Um, and then the MPW Digital pregame show probably tomorrow at some point as well. Okay. So all that in a couple podcasts tomorrow. Check rebelgrove.com in the meantime. Hope you have a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you again very soon.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.